0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Forging the Path. This podcast is all about helping men become the men that God created them to be. And uh, I just want to say like, thank you for all your support. Uh, it's been really fun uh, just being a total rookie and an amateur at this. Uh, we've had a lot of people get on board with sharing this t- with their friends and, and we have about 2,000 plays on our our episodes so far. And as I'm recording this, we're on about episode 16 or 17. So thank you, guys. It's really, really fun. This is obviously a much-needed conversation in our particular cultural moment. Today, I've got my friend Dustin with me and dustin is a guy we're what we're trying to do i think is we're trying to make Wales famous because dustin is like the third guy from wales wisconsin that uh i'm interviewing on this podcast he's a really great friend from church and uh just as we started getting to know each other over the last few months praying together having conversations um getting our families together he's got an amazing wife and a few kiddos uh, it's been really fun to get to know you, Dustin. So welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's really uh, exciting to be here. Definitely have enjoyed listening, and and now uh, sitting in the seat, it's fun. Thanks, man. Well, the topic today is going to be
0: brotherhood and male friendships. Now, before we get into some of those those questions that I think Dustin has some wonderful insights on, Dustin, I'm just wondering if you can, for the sake of our audience, share a little bit of your story.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, when I look back at kind of with adult eyes of my, my childhood and upbringing, it's I, I grew up in the church. I, I grew up knowing right from wrong um, and, and really had a, had a good foundation, had kind of the, the Sunday school knowledge of, of church and, and of Jesus, which was really great. Um, from there, kind of through my, my adolescence and into my teenage years, I definitely rebelled um, my parents went through some, some stuff in their, their own, uh, divorce and struggles and stuff, and then kind of left me, um, as a knucklehead who needed probably more, more direction and discipline at that point, but definitely kind of started to drift and, and, and live a little bit more worldly. Um, definitely got into, to drinking and some drugs and snowboarding and just, uh, living a very worldly life. Um, but then after that, I, uh, Been married to my wife Sharon now for uh, coming up on 12 years. We have uh, two little girls, uh, two toddlers, two and three, um, and then one on the way, due in a a couple months here. So
0: let's go! Yeah, little butt in the oven. I love it. I love it. Hey, um, you didn't grow up in Wisconsin or in the Midwest. Can you share a little bit of that? You grew up in the mountains, right?
1: Yeah. So uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, born and raised. after after high school, I moved up to uh, the mountains, uh, tried to, if you would have talked to 18-year-old Dustin, he thought he was going to be or wanted to be a pro snowboarder, so um, moved in and kind of did the, the ski resort thing. Um, at that point, kind of realized that I was already too old to, to pursue that or too old to, to maybe achieve that goal, um, so I, I kind of shifted gears and, and started uh, building and putting on the events. So I worked for the ski resort and built the train parks, built uh, mountain bike trails, um, and actually put on the events. So I wasn't necessarily the one competing, but I was very much a part of the scene. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's awesome. That's. A, I someday maybe you have to teach me how to snowboard,
1: <laughs> and you
0: do all the other extreme stuff too, mountain biking. What else do you you, you skydive, uh, hang glide?
1: What do you do, man? Uh, no rock climb. Ha, rock climb, yeah. No skydiving. Uh, <laughs> I feel like if God wanted me to fly, He'd have given me wings. So. All right, <laughs> okay. fair enough. Um, but yeah, definitely big big outdoorsman. Uh, more in the kind of the 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 hiking, biking, snowboarding space rather than not like a big hunter, but love being outside. Whether it's on my bike um, with my wife and girls hiking, just kind of exploring, camping, that sort of thing. Yeah. Sweet, I love it.
0: Okay, first question for you today, Dustin., uh, why is it generally so difficult for men to form strong,
1: deep friendships with with other men? Yeah, I think that uh it's because of there there's a lot of factors to that that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I think part of it is because we we have so many other responsibilities, and we really get pulled into other directions. We have a desire to provide, a desire to um, be self-sufficient that can be things that that start off as a good thing and are all good qualities, but can also lend themselves to a lone wolf mentality or a disconnected uh, kind of, I can do it on my own, I don't need you type of perspective that I think ultimately can push away friendships and, and make it, uh, turn our lives into, even if we have good focus and good priorities of, of work and family, um, friendship gets kind of the, the last or the scraps of things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it comes from some good intentions, right? Like you got a lot of guys just doing their thing at work or, you know, they've got other, other responsibilities. Right. And so friendship, brotherhood, things like that get put on the back burner, why why could that be detrimental if you don't intentionally prioritize that
1: what are the repercussions right and I guess I want to the only caveat on that I'd say that is like under the best circumstances it, you can lose friendships or not prioritize on the other side of the spectrum is just empty empty drinking buddy type friendships that are very shallow and and not. Not a lot of substance to them mm-hmm. um, can be kind of the, the the other edge of of the the double edged sword.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's that. I agree. I actually very much agree with that. In our culture, we 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 do have some really well intentioned men who are just doing the best they can, and they're and they're busy. They've got families. They've got a wife and kids. They've got a ton of responsibility at work, and so you know, having a a men's group or a brotherhood or a couple of close guys in their life is it's it, it there's no time for it in right. their in their estimation but you're right there's a whole nother reason i think in our culture right now that guys are just that they're lazy i'm just gonna i'm yeah. just gonna call it spade a spade i think they're lazy i think they're passive i think there is opportunity for them to connect
1: with other guys but they don't want to and they they neglect it out of a very different reason yeah, I think I definitely agree with that. I think there's a lot of uh, stigma or culture that that plays into that of being vulnerable, being uh, I mean, it, it takes being it takes vulnerability to to be a friend and to to to, to forge those friendships um, where. I think it's it's hard. It's scary to to be vulnerable. It's hard to to open up and, and to tell somebody that, that you're struggling with something or that you need help with something. Yeah. And and I think that ultimately that's what again kinda lends to shallow friendships, to drinking buddies, to watching the game and just zoning out, but not yeah. actually being friends, not not getting to that that true level of friendship or, or brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think that was very prevalent, uh, just a couple generations ago, where we had a lot of strong, good men. Maybe even guys coming back from World War II. Right. You know, and they, uh, their intentions were awesome, and in many ways, the their, uh, their approach to life was very admirable, and they were tough dudes, but they bottled a lot of things up inside. Right. They didn't have a guy they could talk to and really bond with, I mean, maybe have a beer with, maybe go bowling with them. Maybe they help me fix my car in the garage on the weekend. But then what are they actually talking about? I don't know. The the game, (laughs) the weather, uh, not really like, Hey man, I'm, I'm actually really struggling in my marriage or Hey, I like, I lose, I lose my patience and my temper with my kids. And I, I need some accountability. I need yeah. some encouragement. I, I want to grow in that area. I think a lot of guys in that generation kind of fit that mold. Um, John Wayne, you know, so yeah. to speak. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Well, what do you think is the
1: difference nowadays? Is there a difference? Um, I guess I would say I think there is a difference. I do think there's a shift in in our generation now, and just how <laughs> we're how we're approaching a lot, how we approach work, how we approach. Mm-hmm. Friendship, parenting, a lot of those things, um, but I don't think it's like a an artifact of history. I think it's there. I can see in my life when I had lots of friends, quote unquote, but they were drinking buddies. They weren't real friends. And I can see times in my life right. where I have more more strong friendships, guys in my life that that I can, I can receive and i can speak into their lives and it's it's a totally different experience than just yeah drinking buddies working on the car type thing which like there's nothing wrong with those aspects but there's a, a lot more depth and value and and i think longing and 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 desire that we're built with to have deeper friendships
0: yeah i agree i i really agree with that i th- we, we need to do a better job, especially, especially Christian men. I think we need to do a better job of looking to the Scripture for our example of brotherhood and masculine friendship. And I know that's a question I mm-hmm. I, I got on the, on the list for you a little bit later down the line here in this interview. But um, oftentimes we look, we look to other places for an example of what, what's a good example of male bonding, as opposed to well, okay, but if you're a Christian just go to the text go to the scriptures first right because there are some really sweet awesome examples there for us and uh, maybe we should start there yeah we'll get to, we'll get to that mm-hmm. in a little bit i don't want to get ahead of myself but um, what are some of the other repercussions dustin for men when they when
1: they don't have close friendships with other guys um i mean i think the that... The the first one that comes to mind when I think of that is we can overburden our wives. We can, if if we don't have, um, if we don't have men or brothers in our lives to to help carry our load and to to help chisel us, we can put more of that on our wives. Uh, that is is not only unhealthy but can almost or can lead to. To, to detriment to the marriage and and asking too much or asking uh, things that they're maybe not equipped or or maybe maybe not even that they're not equipped for it, but they shouldn't have to to carry that burden. For sure. Wow. Yeah, that's really
0: good. It's, I've never heard it articulated that way, but I've seen it in real life <clears throat> with guys who didn't have. Uh, a solid men's group or didn't have a solid brotherhood and then they did and their wives will speak loudly as to how they saw the change in the household. Like when my husband goes to that men's group or goes to that Bible study or spends time with you guys, like he's a different person as opposed to when he, you know, maybe he skips a few weeks because work was busy or whatever. I can see it at home. He's he's less patient. He's less uh, sensitive. He's less uh, intentional, attentive, all that. Um, so that's, that's really good. So we, we can overburden our wives. That's solid. That's a repercussion. Any other repercussions come to mind?
1: Um, I think that, uh, we, we can miss out on the, the, the chiseling, the, the iron sharpens an iron aspect of friendship. I think that, um, through, through hanging out, through walking with, and just, living in close proximity with, with dudes, with buddies, with, with friends, um, you, you miss out on that kind of brotherly love aspect and sometimes miss out on that, like fatherly talking to like sternness that, that we all need at different points in time. I mean, maybe we're, we're, we're not prior, our priorities aren't straight or we're, we're missing, missing the mark on something like having a good kind of band of brothers around you to be like, Hey, Dustin, you need to shape up, man. Like what, what are you doing here? Um, I think we all have that kind of, I'm doing air quotes, but like fatherhood <laughs> energy, um, that, that we can give out whether you, you have kids or not. Like there's, there's a degree of that, that we can, we can really, yeah, like chisel or, or kind of, my my brain keeps going to the the blacksmith analogy of like it takes a lot of heat and impact to to create something out of that and i think our lives are like that where it's not always it's not always mountaintop views sometimes we're in valleys and if we have our our brothers our friends around us to to help carry us through that uh it can really lighten the load yep yep and we've We've talked
0: a little bit about that on this podcast in other episodes about how iron sharpening iron is an uncomfortable thing. Sparks fly, right? You know, metal is its shape is changed there. by friction, by heat, by yeah, it. and it, that doesn't it's always not be a delicate a, process, right? <laughs> it doesn't say iron comforts iron, right? It says iron sharpens yeah. iron, and there's a place for comfort, but I think we've you know. We've addressed something just in what you said there that one of the reasons I think a lot of men avoid close I'm even I'm just gonna say the word intimate friendships with other guys is because to your point a few minutes ago vulnerability yeah and you might be called out on your crap you might be called higher you might be held accountable you might find yourself needing to confess certain sin uh, and the best male friendships the best brotherhoods aren't aren't just there to hope that you never change i'm never right. going to ask you to be better no and and if you join a group of brothers you should you should have that want to right and and i think that's part of the mission of this podcast and the mission of a lot of what we're doing in our local church is like no it, there should be a hunger and a desire in us men to each and every day grow more and more like Jesus, to each and every day become better leaders, better husbands, better fathers, better servants. And that requires opening up to some guys and saying, hey, this is this is where I'm at. Yeah. And I, I need you guys to help me grow. Right. I can't do it alone. And I've, I've been in men's groups over co- coffee or Bible studies where I've seen guys get pretty defensive. When other guys, other brothers are like, hey bro, that's not okay. Right. you you can't you can't whatever treat your wife that way or you like you can't just laugh about getting drunk every weekend. like that's you stop it. that's right. not that's not good for you. it's not good for your family. Um, oh hey, you can't have that view, that particular view on sexuality as a Christian man. Right. Like Scripture doesn't allow for that. Whether, you know, some guys I've talked to, you know, sex outside of marriage is okay if you really love someone or eh, it's, it's okay, like same-sex relationships, I think that's fine. And like the, the brothers will rally and say, actually, no, right. that's not what the Bible teaches. And we want to call you higher. We want to hold you accountable. And here's right. why. Well, I've seen some guys embrace that and change, repent and grow and get better and get blessed. And I've seen other guys run away from those conversations and hide even tough looking dudes dudes that are way more muscular than me (laughs) they don't show up again
1: Yeah, I definitely think we I mean you touched on it with the the comfort uh, but I think that there's an underlying kind of I'm the king of my own castle that Uh, mentality or perspective that's like that pushes away those friendships that pushes away like Adam who are you to tell me what I'm doing right or wrong uh, even if in my deep in my heart, I know what I'm doing is, we'll say wrong in this example. Um, there's a a level of pride of just not wanting to get called out um, that I think like a lot of what we're we're coming from the perspective or the context of of Christian men, right? So like I mean, there's that degree of it, but then you can turn up the volume and just kind of. A big old explanation point at the end of a lot of this if it's if that isn't the assumption if it is somebody who's not walking with jesus who's not pursuing and doesn't have their priorities of of uh, i mean through the word and the bible and jesus as your top priority that can then just turn the volume up on a lot of these problems
0: yeah you're right
1: and and so
0: for anybody listening who you're not yet Committed to following Jesus, you're not. You're not. You're not trying to surrender your life to Him. You don't believe He's your Savior, your King, whatever. Uh, w- we would say, well, that's first priority. Yeah. <laughs> like, before we talk about your beliefs and other things and your habits yeah. in other areas, like we would, we would urge you <laughs> and, and beseech you, uh, no, you you should give your life to Christ. You should repent. You should you should follow Him. And then once you do that, we can like the Holy Spirit is going to really address other areas. Uh, yeah. So I think th- I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I also think it's okay. Um, you know, sometimes I've seen guys who are you know they're a little bit um, they're on the fence about the whole Jesus thing, and they're just checking out a Bible study or yeah. a local church. Or, and with those guys, I I don't think we're doing them any favors by not being bold. I I think it's okay to say hey like. God loves you Jesus died for you 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 should get your house in order you should follow him and um and while you're considering that uh if you see any other bad habits in your life if you're if you're getting drunk if you're partying if you're not if you're sleeping around like stuff like that you you should stop that now too like yeah. you you don't have to wait until you decide whether or not to follow Jesus you, you can you can stop those things those are sinful things right. and God's desire for you is way better than those things.
1: Yeah, I think you touched on a good point of just boldness and kind of watered down Christianity that we're that the Western Church right now is experiencing. That our culture is um, that our culture has has kind of weaselled its way into a lot of our churches to 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 beg that question, the the question from Genesis of like, did God really say that? Like, is that really wrong? Um, where it's like, yeah, it is like there's there's a lot that's that is way more black and white than uh, yeah. our, our culture makes it out to be right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're right. I've, I've seen that in a lot of churches, churches I've even been to that I, I, I would guess their 11th commandment is. Thou shalt be nice, right?
1: <laughs> and the first yeah. ten are just suggestions, right? You know, like, they, they may even move that that up, right. in the, the, the priority yeah. list. But, but doesn't
0: God. doesn't God want us to be nice? Like actually, being kind is a fruit of the spirit. But no, that that whole be nice thing that like there's Jesus offended more people than any of us, right? <laughs> and so did his followers. And he did boldly, and he didn't sugarcoat things, like right? I think, it's not what we're called to do. You know, I think we want to be... If Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, I think a lot of Christians in America today wish they were the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just be sweet? Yeah, I, or the I, artificial sweetener. <laughs> I don't want to be salty. Like, yeah, but salt preserves. Right. Right. Salt Salt does enhance flavor, but it, it preserves. It's a... We don't we don't want that a lot of times. Right. We uh, We, we want to be nice. We want to be well-liked. We just want to get along. Um, and so in the best male friendships and brotherhoods that I've experienced in my life, um, I'm running with a group of guys who niceness is not uh, high on their priority list, but love is. Right. And I think it would help us greatly in the American church today to really define love according to the Bible as opposed to according to Disney and Hollywood and all these other you know, pop culture sources. We've we've come to think that love means being nice and being tolerant and accepting everyone just as they are and never asking them to change. And your truth is great. It's your truth. Be, be you. And that has come to define what it means to be loving. Yeah. And it's a such a load of crap. What it means to be loving is, well, look at the example of Jesus. You, you lay your life down for people. Yeah. You do speak the truth boldly. You call them to repentance. You let them know about the reality of their creator right. and the responsibility they have before him to live a life according to his ways. Yeah. So uh, I think that's loving. <laughs> I think I look at the cross and I say, that's loving. Yeah. That's, that's loving. Um, uh, but even uh, everything Jesus said and did is love in action. So even when he went off on the Pharisees and the religious leaders, that's love in action. And a lot of uh, even in our men's groups, we, we could use that reminder because I'm not looking to go to another men's group or have another brotherhood so that guys can pat me on the back and tell me, you're just great and wonderful. You know, don't change. Yeah. I'm looking for guys to say, hey, bro, you're loved by God. You, you do have gifts and talents. But you know what? Maybe maybe they caught me being impatient with my wife. Or maybe they, hey, you know, I saw you, you know, not not give your kids the best the other day. Right. Or hey, what what you're doing at work? Like you, you can do better. You don't don't slack. Yeah. That's that's the
1: guys I want to run with. Yeah, I definitely think there's. A, I mean, when you think of parenting, a lot of times the loving thing you can do is is not. Just give your kids candy for dinner. Like that might be what they want, but it's loving to to give them their 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 meat and their vegetables and and have mm-hmm. them eat it. Um, I think that we can apply that logic to 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 men's groups and men's friendships where it's it can be more loving to to say again say it in in love say it um, to to build them up not tear them down but to to speak some 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 truth or to speak some some criticism in a positive loving way into people's lives is again it's that chiseling it's that 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 longing to to help make us better not just make me better right yeah so have you
0: dustin have you ever experienced that kind of love that kind of accountability
1: in in a friendship with another guy or in a men's group yeah definitely i think that uh I've been uh, I mean part of different men's groups and small groups and community groups through church for for probably 15 or so years now and there's there's highs and lows of it there's there's different times when when I can see um, it it both better from me as what I'm putting into it and what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, we have something really special with our our church and our our community right now where um, it's definitely a a really, I'll say, fun time to 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 walk with these guys and to to be be a part of that chiseling process from both ends. From being able to help speak into people's lives when it's like, hey, man, like, I don't know if that's 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 right, or I I, I want you to look at that, think about that, um, or have people say that to 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 us or to me. I mean, we we're coming off a pretty traumatic season of a really a really tough miscarriage um and i i just think back of how that was that that nearly broke us that was that was a super challenging turbulent i mean all the analogies of deep deep valleys dark shadows time and if i didn't have some brothers in my life to to help shoulder some of that like i don't know i don't know how I would have gotten through. I don't know how my wife would have gotten through without her, her yeah. sisters. And that, that's probably a whole other conversation of, of women friendships as well. But um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, of strong, strong value in that. I'm so glad you went there and, and I wasn't going to bring it up uh,
0: on a recorded <laughs> podcast, but s- since you did, can you, can you elaborate a little bit? You, you and Sharon went through a really tough season, not, not very long ago, with this miscarriage, how did for just for you? Let's let's focus on it. How did guys in your life show up and encourage you and not let you give in to despair or hopelessness? Mm-hmm. What, what did what did some of that look like? Because I think there are there are a plethora of men out there in the world right now who need that. That they're in their own valley. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're battling depression, isolation, fear, loneliness, anxiety, whatever. Um, and they need guys to reach out and pick them up a little bit with, with some
1: strong encouragement. What did that look like for you? Yeah, I think that, uh, and this could be said for for any type of, I'll just say trauma in life, but uh, there's, there's certain times that, that definitely accent how different guys and girls are, and how different um, we process, we handle. We guys are going to try and fix the situation where girl, girls, or w- women need to really like process through it. Um, that I think the, again the volume was just turned up with with going through the miscarriage and and whatnot earlier this year for us. Um, to speak to the 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 guy side of it is just it it was both encouraging and just utterly heartbreaking to know how many people go through that and how i've walked with guys i've been, have quality friendships and they'll they'll share their story they'll be like and they they share it in a way that's like oh wow like you do know what's going on here cuz you've lived this too and it's like there's that like split second of I'll say comfort in kind of that misery likes company of it's like, okay, I'm not alone in feeling this, but then it's like immediately washed over with just such a sadness that I'm not alone in this. Like other people have felt this pain. Other people have gone through, uh, this turbulence, this struggle as well that, um, literally i think the only way you 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 can't carry it alone like you need um obviously again implied first and foremost i mean turn get on your knees pray talk to talk to your maker and talk to jesus about it but also being able to to talk to your 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 brothers your guys your, your friends and help let them help carry you through it let them help pick up whether it's cleaning up something in your yard maybe that, that needs help just stepping up with some of those physical tasks or i mean meals or just there's there's so many ways to 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 give a hand and to help shoulder a burden.
0: Mm. Yeah, if there's a
1: message for this particular podcast, I think
0: that might be it. You're not alone in this. Yeah. And some of the burdens that us men typically try to carry all by ourselves we were never meant to right. all by ourselves. That's not. That's not what God intended. Yes, you will have troubles. You will have trials. You will have to carry things, but not alone. That's. You don't have to do that. You you, you can't. You weren't yeah. meant to. And I appreciate what you said too. First and foremost, run run to Jesus. But secondly, by God's design, like find some brothers. Right. They will open up to you and help you carry that load. And sometimes the way we help each other carry our burdens the best is by just being vulnerable back to your one of your original points and saying, hey, I may have never shared this with you, but Dustin, I've been there too. Here's what you know the experience was like for me. Yeah. Here's how God met me where I was at and helped me move forward. And I just want you to know I'm here for you. Anything yeah. you need, let me know. I think those those types of conversations require a little bit of opening up Asking for some permission, and but then being vulnerable, not right. not showing up like, "Hey, man, I can fix this for you. All you right. need to do is mm-hmm. this, that, and the other thing. Let's go, bud." No, <laughs> more like, yeah. "Hey, I know you're going through some some junk right now. It's really hard. Uh, I just want to share. I, I've I've kind of been there. But here's what my experience yeah. was like. Maybe you can relate."
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that uh, all of these things like can can be as kind of big or as little as can be hanging out around a campfire, can be mm. grabbing coffee, can be working on a car or working on, I mean, a, a house project or something like we can, it doesn't have to be sitting crisscross applesauce around uh, the, the carpet, talking with, with your, your brothers, but like it can be while doing stuff or while, while being active. Um, but, being vulnerable, being real. Like, I think that our, our culture, uh, tells us that like, to be a man, you, you have to shoulder it on your own. And if you're asking for help or being vulnerable, that's a sign of weakness where I, I would argue, uh, the scripture doesn't speak to it that way. And in my experience, I think that, um, you're actually, there's more strength in being vulnerable. There's more strength than saying like, man, I can't do this on my own. I'm, I'm struggling or I'm 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 broken. Can you help me fix this? That's right. That's
0: right. So we've talked a little bit about it but not not in depth. Dustin, do we see any good examples, specific examples of masculine friendship in the Bible? And if so, what lessons do we learn from them?
1: Yeah, so I think that uh kind of the the easy church answer obviously is Jesus and his disciples. Like <laughs> he was not running around by himself. Like he when when he started his his kind of uh his um his ministry, he he the first thing he did was go out and and get his his disciples, get his guys to 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 walk with to to walk with him. Um and I think that is a huge example and a huge tell because again, for all intents and purposes, he didn't need those guys. Like he could have done that on his own. Like there's, he, he's all, all powerful, all, I mean, created the world, everything did, did not need some fishermen and tax collectors in order to do that. But he did that to, to really set the example and to show us that this is how we should do things. Mm -hmm. Um, And while, he may or may not have needed it. I mean, as a human, as a man, I think he did need that. Um, we certainly do. We certainly need that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I love that you said it the way you said it. Jesus is, is yes, he's giving us an example by, by having the disciple calling them to him. But I think, I think we today underestimate, in, in the church, we underestimate his humanity sometimes it's been said that in the first century followers of Jesus really wrestled with well we know he was human but how was he fully God too and today the question is reversed a a lot of times in the church we we have an approach that says something like well we know he was God but how was he fully human like did he really feel lonely? Did he really get tempted? Were those temptations real? It feels kind of like Mozart showing up in second grade music class. Like mm-hmm. he just, ah, walk on water. Every He's stoic. Everything's easy. Like, no, no, the guy struggled. The guy, he experienced everything that we experience as humans yet was without skin. So uh, I, I think we underestimate the fullness of his humanity sometimes. Yeah. And in his humanity he desired and if i can say it this way even needed friendship with other guys did yeah. he as the son of god need other people no no i don't want to be like right. orthodox about yeah. that but he was fully human and so he, he desired was fully and, yeah, yeah he desired that friendship that brotherhood that closeness so uh it, i don't know i just love that you phrased it that way but let's set Jesus and the disciples aside, because some, some people might say, well, that's too easy. Of course, okay, yeah, yeah, a bunch of guys hanging out, hiking on the road, plenty of campfire chats, doing ministry, healing people, preaching, kicking demons out of people's lives, and we kind of know the story. Where else in Scripture do we see healthy examples of that kind of deep
1: friendship? Yeah, one of my favorite examples is, uh, um, it, it's accounted for in in. in Mark, Matthew and Luke, but it's when Jesus, uh, heals the, the, the paralytic. So it's the, the story of it's, it's early in his, uh, kind of table of contents of miracles. Um, but it's his, this guy's friends, I think there's four of them, um, carry their friend to, to the house that Jesus is in and lower him in through the ceiling to, to have him be healed. Yeah. And then uh, in Luke, it says that Je- that Jesus heals the man because of his friend's faith. Mm. And I think that is just such a a good example of, again, yes, um, my walk is important. my my relationship with Jesus is important, but those who I surround myself with is also important. And if my friends have the, the opportunity and it, it, especially in this example, but I believe the Bible to, to be true in our lives today, if if their faith can can reflect on me and reflect God's view of me, like I want to make sure my friends are good. I, I don't want to, to make or to be associated with people who it's like, oh, okay, like they're not strong in their walk. Like I want to, and this isn't a thing of, of shaming people who aren't, but like you want to associate yourself with with the right people. Yeah, I saw something the other day that was like, a, if you're hanging out with six people and five of them smoke and you don't, like you're gonna be the sixth or or whatever kind of like bad habits. Um, this can go for good habits too, but like if if you're you, you are a, a product of your. The the people you spend the most time with are an average of those people. So kind of choose wisely.
0: Yeah. Okay. A couple of things. I love that you talked about that story of the guy being lowered down through the roof. And Jesus said, when he saw their faith, the the friends of this crippled man, he healed him. So I just want to ask our audience, imagine what the implications are and what the applications are of you having strong faith, what could that mean to the people around you in your life, starting with your family, your wife, your kids? And it doesn't end there, men. Like, who else in your sphere of influence will be blessed if you have strong faith? Um, I, I I just like thinking about that. In that story, I'm putting myself in the position of the friends on the roof having faith that I need to tear a hole in this roof and lower my crippled friend down because Jesus can do something about it. And Jesus saw their faith and it healed the the, the crippled guy. Yeah. That, that's amazing. I, I just, I just want to live, that makes me go, wow. In some ways, I my faithfulness to Jesus can be a blessing to the people around me. And conversely, their faithfulness to Jesus is a blessing to me. Right. And that goes to your point of like, I wanna, I wanna run in a circle with guys, I wanna run in, in a group with guys that are going after Jesus really passionately. And I'm blessed because I think right now we we totally have that, yeah. Dustin. Like, we, a guy just called me the other day saying, hey, here's the situation I'm dealing with with my teenage daughter. Uh, I'd love your insights, I'd love your prayers because I wanna handle this really well and really wisely. I don't wanna blow it here. And this is a big deal to me. And so we we talked for like half an hour. Yeah, And I was like, man, Like your average guy would have just tried to kind of handle it on his own.
1: Maybe Googled it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: And not, okay, well, whatever. But he's, and I was the third person he called, by the way. Yeah. Like he's, he's calling a group of guys who he knows have teenage kids. And he's, I just, I just want your advice. I want your prayer. And I want you to hold me accountable. If you think like I might approach it this way, that way, or the other way, ABC, do any of those sound like way off base? Am I doing okay here? Am I seeing things rightly, wisely? Check me on this. Call me out if I'm off. I was like, man, I want to run with guys like that. Right. That that makes me want to be a better dad and a better husband and a better leader and a better worker and a better everything. So I I love that our faith influences the people around us
1: way more than we know. Right. And I think that you can, you can apply that at, at different scales too. So... Um, the the people who we're, we're walking with most regularly who are doing the the majority of that chiseling or that kind of, that are pouring into you and that you're pouring into, helps strengthen you for those interactions outside of that circle. I, I don't think that either of us are implying that we need to live in a, a tiny little bubble and, and not be uh, a part of the world or um, out there and say like, okay, you're you're not Christian enough to be my friend. But having those strong friendships can help equip us for the other friendships where maybe somebody's not quite ready for uh, a prayer group every morning, or maybe not ready to go to that men's group. But they they'll hang out with you one on one. How can you start that chiseling process? How can you start that discipleship of somebody who 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 needs that but maybe doesn't know that they need that yet yeah uh
0: thank you you just brought balance to the conversation there i i agree yes 100 uh hey before i go on were there any other examples that you wanted to make mention of it
1: in scripture of of healthy masculine friendships um i think those are my favorite i think that it's also easy to go back to to genesis and the the first thing that god says is not good is man being alone mm-hmm. and um I know that that is, I'll say, primarily used and thought of in in the confines of marriage and and male-female relationships, which um, I for sure believe that. But there's also an element of that of like guys guys get up to no good when they're alone or when they're – sometimes you can be quote-unquote alone with just those drinking buddies too. So it's like I think that there is – there's call for us to, to have those relationships and friendships from, I mean, Genesis 2. So what first couple pages of the Bible are telling us that too. Yeah, I agree. A couple other examples that came to my mind were
0: obviously, uh, you know, David and Jonathan, or you could say David and his mighty men. You know, <laughs> it's funny to see how God uses a, a bunch of ragtag, misfits <laughs> <laughs> guys that a motley crew that get together and um you know got there's something about that I think that's attractive to God um David and his mighty men Jesus's disciples I think of Paul too uh you know Paul wrote I think 13 letters of the New Testament but you never find an example of him going on a missionary journey alone. right? <laughs> there's Barnabas, then there's Silas and Timothy and a few others. It's, it's interesting how he always seemed to go with a, a band of brothers right. um, and, and sometimes a couple sisters along for the ride too. But uh, he was always ready to, to have a, a male companion right there with him. So that's, that's great stuff. Um, let's go on to this question. Dustin, what are some practical things guys can do today to forge—love that word—these kinds of brotherhoods?
1: Yeah, I think that it's it's just taking that that step. It can it, and it can be vulnerable in the sense of, hey, would you grab coffee with me? Would you go grab a beer? Like, I want, I need somebody to chat with. I need somebody to talk with. Um, I want to hear how you're doing. How, how, how's your walk? How, how's your life? And I think that a lot of times that that first step can be hard that it's Mm. like, Oh, well, he's a real busy guy. He's, he's not going to have time. I I don't want to bother him or I don't want to burden him or it's like, no, like there's, I think we get too hung up on ourselves about like being one or showing up as like needy by saying like, Hey man, like, can we go grab coffee? I want to, I want to get to know you better. Like there, there, there doesn't need to be any more, um, kind of more behind it than just let's get to know each other. Let's, let's chat. And then I think that that, that can build into more and sometimes it doesn't sometimes like there's, there's friendships that, I mean, we all click differently. We all kind of feed off each other differently. And I think that that's okay. Um, so I think that's one way. Um, obviously, when I look back at kind of my story, some of my best friends um, have came from, from different church community groups. So I would say if you're not plugged into a, a good church, uh, or a, a church that that prioritizes men, like find one um, and, and get involved. Go, go to their community group. If your church doesn't have one, start a men's community group. Um, I think that... There's there's a lot of ways to just start connecting, and it's it's really cool to see how how fast depth can happen if you allow it to. I I'm I have a lot of close friends right now, and in, in our church, I mean, you and I are an example of this where we. It's not like we've got decades of of walking with them. I have those friendships as well, and those are important, but. You can you can get really strong friendships in a short amount of time if you go into it and you're dedicated to it and you show up as a friend and you show up needing a friend. Because like, we, we want to we want to help out like I want to be a friend to somebody who wants a friend.
0: Yeah. 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 That, back to your point again. Um, we'll just remind everyone about it. God's doing something really cool with the guys in our church. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving it. And if, if you want to check it out, uh, if you don't have a local church where that's happening, um, uh, pray, you know, and and maybe be the change that you want to see there. But also, if, if you're just interested and curious in checking that out, just reach out to me. Um, Dustin and I go to Mercy Hill in the Milwaukee area. And uh, it's it's fantastic, man. I can't say enough about it the quality of guys yeah. that are there right now. And many of them I've only known for a few months, yeah. but the, like what you're saying, the level of vulnerability, the desire to be who God's calling us to be um, the, the passion to really just be more like Christ in all these areas of our lives. It's, it's so cool. It's contagious. So um, I, I like what you're saying too, about it's, you know, Take you got to take the risk sometimes. Yeah. If if you are a little bit of the lone wolf right now, what? Well, Dustin, I'll ask you. What what would you say to guys who maybe are like, yeah, I don't, I don't really have that, but I'm finally ready. I I want it. it just maybe reiterate some of what you already said. You you got to reach out to somebody. But any any other practical suggestions as far as that's
1: concerned? Yeah, I I think that. Uh, yeah, I mean starting. A starting point can be uh, curiosity, and if you maybe aren't involved in a church, maybe it's starting with a couple of buddies and like say like okay we're we're gonna read this book of the Bible together and study it, or we're gonna pick up this sermon series on online and and watch it and like talk about it. Um, if if that even feels like too much of a step, like there's a lot of good. Um, Good Christian books for men out there that that could start something where it's uh, again making it making it practical, uh, making it a little bit more intentional. I think grounding, um, grounding a friendship, uh, again, hopefully in Jesus is is the best. Um, but even if if you're not quite there yet, grounding it in in that pursuit is is the is going to. To help add layers of depth that if you don't have those types of friendships, that you're going to, I think, be shocked of how how good that kind of a friendship can be, um, especially if you're not ex- used to it. And then when I think back to, again, some of my my younger days in, in my 20s, like I had lots of drinking buddies. I had lots of friends. But once my priorities changed, I realized that they they. They wanted to go to the bar and have a drink. They didn't want to walk alongside me as I was, my life was changing. Um, and I think that that can either be done individually by just getting yourself plugged into a, a group of guys that already have that, or that can be done if you have a buddy who's also curious and you want to, to start pursuing that. Yeah. Yeah, and when I think of the
0: the guys who are real like spiritual brothers to me, they're um, they're the guys who have walked through hell with me yeah. uh, when I, when I was at my lowest, when I was most hurting, when I was you know at the end of myself, uh, they were the guys who w- w- stood right there with me. You know, I, I but but they didn't try and like give me advice out of it right they they were just present they right. just showed up and said dude this sucks we love you we're here for you let us know how we can help you know and they and they they would just come over they'd come over with burgers or pizza or whatever right. like hey we're hanging out no you don't have a choice yeah. we're hanging out <laughs> like get out the deck of cards we'll just it doesn't have to be fancy you know when I was going through stuff, those are the types of guys who showed up in my life. And what happens, like to our point of forging, takes heat, takes yeah. pressure, takes <laughs> some pounding. When I was going through the heat, pressure, and the pounding, those were the guys that were there. Iron sharpening, iron, and now I'm not necessarily in a funky season like that, but what what happened as a result of going through that together is like, those are my guys. Right? Those are my guys, and if, I go through another season like that, or if they do, there's no doubt in my mind we'd be there for each other. Right. And so there's something to just that, just just show up. And if you know a guy in your life is hurting, just be with him. You know, you know hey, let's let's go shoot some pool. Yeah. Hey, what, what whatever your thing is, you're into golf? Cool, let's go golfing. You're into bowling. You're into shooting guns at the gun range. Like just just be there for him. Yeah. Hang out a little bit watch what God does through that. And, uh, and it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm super grateful for stuff like that in my life.
1: Yeah. The other thing I would add is like, if, if there's somebody who you look up to and think that they, they have something that, that you desire, if they're further along in their walk and it's like, man, like I, I want some of their spiritual maturity or, I want, I mean, maybe it can be uh, business related, but um, find a mentor, find somebody at most, most likely they're going to be excited that you ask them for that. Mm -hmm. So if it's somebody who, who, again, be bold, say, Hey, can we go grab coffee? Like, or, or let's, again, whatever that activity that, that fits for you, um, I would say, no matter how busy they are if they're truly walking with Jesus and you ask them for that like they're going to be excited to to be part of your story and and help mentor whether that's on a i mean whether it's a one time thing they to kind of help you get on the right path or if that's a they're going to walk alongside you and and it's going to be a we we're, we're going to grab coffee weekly now or i really want mm-hmm. to to help uh, help help you in your walk like Again, I think there's that vulnerability and that, uh, that fear of rejection that, that just be bold, ask, because if worst thing they can say is no, right, and then yeah. ask somebody else, but most likely they're going to they're gonna want to help you as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're teachable. Right. That's the one. Like, I would look for, if, if I'm looking to be mentored by someone, I look for someone who's ahead of me in areas where I want to grow, and I I, I look for someone who is is willing to sit down with me and, and right. sacrifice that time. But when people have approached me about being mentored or discipled, the first thing I look for is, all right, are you? But are you teachable? Right. Because you, you might, you might just want a shot of inspiration, right?
1: But not uh, applying any of it, so to speak. So, um, yeah, that's well, kind of the analogy. of, You got to be willing to to put in the work yourself it's not just you're not just hitching your 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 wagon to to a stronger horse but you need to to be willing to carry your load um and 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 learn from that person not just get the the, they don't just possess the easy button yeah (laughs) yeah
0: well said well said all right dustin last question for you my friend what does it mean to become a strong
1: godly man Yeah. So I think that, uh, with that, I mean, obviously, or it should be obvious. I mean, putting, putting God first, uh, you need to, to love the Lord and that needs to be your, your top priority. Um, from there, I think that it's easy to, to throw a lot of kind of just words at it. I mean, integrity, being honest, hardworking, discipline, like there's a lot of, of things that, uh, That that can be used to describe what is a godly man. Um, I think that uh, again, turning to scripture, uh, I like how Paul says it in or Paul tells Timothy um, that. uh, So, First Timothy six eleven. It's uh, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. And then into twelve, fight the good fight of faith. Um, Where is that again? First uh, Timothy 6, uh, 11, and then the first part of 12. Nice. Um, I think that uh, there's a, a, a strength in, in what we're called to be as men, um, but that strength isn't without gentleness. And there's a, uh, a a call for us to pursue righteousness and us to fight for those things. Um, but that again, it's it's kind of back to that that forging and chiseling and, and metal working analogy of it's not always gentle and it's not always easy, but that's what we're called to do. We're yeah. called to to pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, um, and and do those things to, to fight for the faith.
0: Yeah.
1: Extra credit bonus question.
0: If, if more men were doing this, what you were saying, First Timothy 6, 11 and 12, and all the other good stuff that you shared about seeking it out, being vulnerable, um, what, what do you think the benefits would be to our culture today?
1: Yeah. So I, I guess I feel like, first of all, I need to add the asterisk that I'm a work in progress here. Like, this is not, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm speaking from a, set, a seat of authority by any means. But um, that being said, I think that I've seen it work in my life. I've seen it work in friends. Um, I think our culture, our society would be in a very different position if men grounded themselves in the Bible, got on their knees truly put their priorities as at, in, in Jesus first, I think so many of our, our problems in society would would dissolve away yeah. if if we just, I mean, it's not just a do this one thing. It's not easy. It takes discipline. It takes, um, again, action and hard work and, and dedication to that. But I think that we would see remarkable results to our families, to our our, our communities to our country. If, if that was, if, if our priorities as a society were, were different.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, bro. I agree. And I, I just want to tell you this too, the, the whole premise of this podcast is that we're, we're not famous. We're, we're not, we're not the Elon Musks or the Joe Rogans or the whatever of, of the podcast world. Um, uh, nor nor are we famous in, in you know in the church world either. Um, we're just regular dudes figuring it out how to how to follow Jesus and lead our families a little bit better, and you know be better servant leaders in our neighborhoods and in our businesses. So I just want you to know that if more men in our country right now looked had lives that looked like yours, Dustin we we would be looking at a very different, a much better, much healthier culture and society. So don't uh <laughs> don't sell yourself short, my friend. What what God is doing through you and through your beautiful family is is pretty phenomenal. And it's just it might look like oh, I'm just a regular dude trying to trying to love the Lord and trying to serve my family well and, and be a bright light in a dark world. And I want to say, yeah, that's it. That's the key, yeah. man. Like that's, <laughs> we need more of that. If we had a few million more of that, holy smokes, like yeah. this country would be so much healthier. Um, I think, I think if I could like snap my finger and ha- suddenly have in our, in our country, uh, a present father in every home who's doing his best for his family, I bet 80, 90% of, of crime would go away right now. Right. <laughs> I, bet, I bet a lot of the, the, the lies and the il- delusions uh, of what we're believing about like, well, you know, drag queen story hour and what is a woman and all this nonsense, this wicked, sinful stuff out there would be gone too. Um, so I just want you to know that it, it is, it, 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 the hope is in Jesus. But that transfers into how he changes regular, ordinary fathers and husbands to become more like him. Right. That's awesome. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Any
1: closing words for us? Uh, yeah, I think that uh, just taking that as a, uh, it can seem daunting. It can feel like standing at the bottom of a mountain of like, all right, yeah, if a couple million dudes were doing this, like our country would be different, I think making those steps taking that action to to start in your own life to start with your family with your your be it your your friends around you your business um and again it it's really cool how how fast god can work in your life if you allow him to and how if you in, invite him into it and invite him fully and that can be a scary prayer but like invite him fully into to use you um things can happen quickly. Things can you, You'll see a difference in, in your wife, you'll see a difference in your kids, um, you'll see a difference in, in the, the friends that, that you are hanging out with. And it might mean that you're not hanging out with the same people that you were, and I think that's okay. I think that there's a time where, where we all need to, to be the chiseler, and there's a time when we need to be chiseled and not be afraid of, of being chiseled. Well said. Amen, bro. Thank you so much for being here. Awesome, man. Thank you for having me. Great chatting with you.